0: If the Three Stooges, no not us three, tried to start a UFO religion, it wouldn't be any more ridiculous than the one started by Billy Meyer. Claiming to have telepathic conversations with extraterrestrials, Billy Meyer has dedicated his life to making hilarious and absurd claims, based mostly on lies and deceit. But hey, don't take my word for it. Listen to this episode and draw your own conclusions. Just be aware of Michael Horn, Meyer's publicist extraordinaire i'm mike i'm ian and i'm dave if you're the type of listener who believes all of our
1: ufo stories stick around because if you're buying this one we have some bad news for you about santa claus and the tooth fairy this is necronomapod billy would have been about uh, what, 35 then i think 35, 37 right. yeah
2: these are when the contacts resumed
1: yeah he's and- got his family started and he's standing there and he's got his little camera out and they're telling him that they've decided they want him to start taking photos, and they want him to seek publicity. Mm-hmm. They want him to tell his story to the newspapers and magazines and draw attention to himself. Uh, that I think they just really wanted to see you know, what was going to happen. It was kind of like an experiment for them. Well, uh, Billy does. He shoots a couple of rolls of film. And uh, she says, well, I'll be back every week. Uh, I'll send you telepathic messages. We'll get together. I'll answer your
3: questions. You can take more photos. And let's play it by ear and see how things go.
0: So did you guys know, uh, I just learned this, maybe it's a thing everyone knew, I've been living under a rock, odds are probably, that like women or a lot of females have a thing for a guy in gray sweatpants. I don't even know what that means. I <laughs> was enlightened by some of our listeners recently that there is like a whole fetish for like the fall and the winter because guys wear gray sweatpants. And I think it's because you can see like the outline and the bulge of the armadillo in the pants. But <laughs> I, it's just a thing. I, I had no idea. Yeah. Why only gray? I think because it shows the color better. Like black kind of masks the, the, the outline and the bulge, I think. Interesting. I wouldn't be the one to ask. Ian, you you heard of this?
3: Uh, no, I've not.
0: I rock gray, gray sweatpants all the time. I had no idea. I mean, I'm not really going out in public in gray sweats, mm. typically, but I didn't realize that the f- a few times I do, I'm just being looked at like a piece of meat. Girls are thirsty mm. out there for your pants. Really thirsty, I huh. guess. Yeah.
3: So, you know who sees me in my gray sweatpants is the, uh, the raccoons at Speedway <laughs> at 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> That's who sees me. <laughs> There you go. I'm sure they love every
0: second yeah. of it. They're appreciating that bulge, checking out your meat. So yeah, guys listening out there, apparently the, uh, the, the females love the gray sweatpants. So go get yourself a new pair of uh, nut huggers and really, you know, if you need to t- st- stuff a sock in there. Go for it. Who cares? <laughs> Women can wear push-up bras. We can stuff socks in our pants. There you go. No big deal. So yeah, that's a thing. Well, thanks for enlightening us. Yeah. That's about all I got. I'm exhausted tonight. I that's set up great. way too late last night. That's too bad. What were you doing? Just drinking by yourself? Like always, because yeah, no one no um, one no one drinks with yeah, me. You know. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: I'm just tired, so I'm gonna have to get carried through the show. Uh, I do have another note though, actually, for our patrons. Uh, just the schedule for the bonus shows. I think you already had one this month. You will be getting all three bonus shows as uh, as you always do this month, but they might come out at odd times just because of our schedule and having to make some changes. So you might not get the the bonus shows the next upcoming few Saturdays, but you will get them all this month, we promise, and uh, we will be keeping you up to date on social media when those will drop, but you will have all three by the end of the month. So, Oh, great update. Thank you. Just wanted to make sure they were aware. All right. Let's have some fun. Is this guy something? Ian's been looking forward to this episode for weeks. Loves this guy. He could not wait. I believe he actually... In one of his texts to us, Dave said, we may be getting a call from a publicist. I think I did hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm ready to, to, to shred some motherfuckers. What do we got, Ian?
3: Well, tonight we are going to be covering the, the UFO case of Billy Meyer. In 1942, five-year-old Edward Albert Meyer, later known as Billy Meyer, wandered far from the farm he lived on in the countryside of the Swiss town of Bullock and deep into the woods. Here he came upon an elderly-looking man named Spoth, who was standing in the forest wearing an outfit that resembled a deep-sea diving suit without a helmet. Any
0: context <laughs> to go along with that? Scuba S- Spoth from uh, Big Daddy. <laughs> Scuba Spoth, damn you!
3: One way I've read this was that he was out like doing something with his dad, and he saw this UFO kind of fly over, and he kind of he followed it and wandered into the mm. woods and spoth was standing there is that's that's the way that it's out there or that's the way that the story is told a lot
1: what's the other way
3: he just appeared there in the woods yeah for whatever reason billy meyer's just walking around at five years old and oh, out sure. in the middle of yeah. the woods
0: <laughs> it's always safe to let your five-year-old wander around in the woods
3: especially in 1942
0: well the swiss were neutral there's nothing going on over there right still go listen to missing 411 available in the archives. True.
3: Despite the man's odd appearance, Billy did not fear him, and the two started a conversation telepathically. This was the first of what Meyer claims to have been lifelong interactions with beings from other planets. Aha. Uh-huh. Starting strong here, Ian. Starting strong. <laughs> <laughs> in this story. Now an icon in the UFO community for his claims, and mainly more of for his photos of UFOs, Meyer has gained a loyal following of those who blindly accept his claims, that he is the seventh world prophet in the footsteps of Enoch, Elijah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Jesus, and Muhammad, heralding the coming of world wars, intergalactic discoveries, environmental disasters, and more.
1: What about Nostradamus? He heralded Uh, all those things. Not in this story.
3: (laughs) Not in Billy Meyer's reality. While Meyer has explained that he was able to speak to extraterrestrials via telepathy, Spath gave the boy a small translation device that, he, that could be clipped onto his clothing as another option.
1: Oh, translate. Interesting. Convenient. Right. So I did some research, and I, I actually got a hold of some <laughs> tapes that they pulled off of this translation device from way back when. Really? Yeah, I thought we could listen to them and see what we think. I think it's
4: a world premiere.
1: Yeah, I don't think these have ever been released before. Not to the
4: public. All right, here we go. Here's the first clip. Hello, Billy. My name is Spath. Would you like to see my gigantic alien penis? Oh,
2: that's just wow. right out of the gate Ooh. there. That's crazy. Well, that's a five year old kid. This
0: guy's five. <laughs> that's not appropriate. That's not what I thought Spath would be saying to him. The next, the next audio we have is going to be Chris Hansen coming in telling Spath to have a seat. Why don't you have a seat, Spath? What do you got in that bag besides the Taco Bell? Some Mike's Hard Lemonades? What's this alien lube? Which you need to know. Because I am not a police officer. I am Chris Hansen, and I'm with Dateline NBC. And the cameras come out, and Svath just disappears. <laughs> Goes back in his wormhole. But then he gets tackled by police. Yeah, snow, and right. he gets break, break, break back to the ground. All
4: right, here's the next clip I found. Hello, Billy. Is your father's name Oscar? Because I could go for a five-year-old wiener right about now. Get it? An Oscar Meyer wiener? LOL. LOL. <laughs> oh, this is <laughs>
0: fast and joker. <laughs> oh, good Lord. LOL. Whew. And 42 is LOLing this guy. He's petter ass. Real petter ass. Oh, man. Overrated hot guy. dogs, by the way. Oscar Mayer. That's terrible. Yeah. What's your favorite brand? Store-bought <sighs> hot dogs. We never talked about this one. Nathan's. Nathan's is really good. I like Sugardale, though, still. Those are the cheap... Uh... They are cheapest not cheapest you can buy those huh? are not the cheapest no not, sir that's the garbage they're about as much as the um what's the other one that michael jordan used to do ballpark, ballpark. yeah they're about as much as ballpark hmm. yeah i always thought they were cheaper too and then i got there the one day i was like fuck these are expensive really? I nathan's was... are still I, well no, no 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 i'm sorry not nathan's hebrew National. Hebrew nationals the s- n- it, number two yeah yeah that's my favorite um yeah, they're all beef the other stuff's pork scrap yeah. that they swept off the floor at the end of the night I'm trying to think if I've ever actually bought um, Nathan's. I've just had them from like the Nathan's, like in like the, the airport, like the restaurant. Yeah. But Hebrew National's really good. I like Sugar I Dale, love though. Nathan's.
1: I've been to Nathan's in Coney Island.
0: Good, it's fantastic. Yeah. What about you, Ian? You got a hot dog brand?
3: Nathan's.
1: Nathan's. Oh as well. yeah, the best. Uh, so there yeah. it is. Yes, you guys like these clips? Should I keep going?
0: We might as well. Of course. And it's this kind is of an insight, I love it's world exclusive. Yeah. We d- We discovered a pedophile alien race. Yeah, I th- that's all you can say about
4: it. All right, here we go. Billy, don't tell anybody about this. If you do, seventy years from now, three idiots from Necronomipod will be making fun of you. Don't become the butt of their jokes. <laughs> Billy didn't—he didn't listen
2: to this advice.
0: <laughs> can we change our show name to Necronomipod? <laughs> I spat just didn't know how to pronounce it. I guess. <laughs> All of our female listeners around the world are now changing the name of their vaginas to Necronom MyPod.
2: <laughs> you can't en- enter
0: my Necronom myPod.
1: Oh, man. Svath was a, was a prophecy. Uh, um, a prophet for sure. He was right. He knew. He knew what would happen. He
0: was right.
4: Nostradamus did not do this, that. That's true. All right, here's the last clip that they were able to pull One off this more. device. This. One more. Billy, 50 years from now, Mike's nickname in college will be UFO. Unlimited fucking orgasms. (laughs) How about that? He knew you. He really
1: did. That's kind of creepy, actually.
0: (laughs) Why were they talking about me back
1: then? See, an alien in a Swiss forest was talking about your nicknames in 1942 and the unlimited
0: fucking orgasms that females around college campus received. They knew. So
1: right, that's that's all the research. Thank you, I did Dave. This week. That's yeah. some, you did some digging. Yeah,
0: you I, had to pull some strings, call in some favors. A lot, lot of lot of heavy lifting this week. All right, but <laughs> look at we exposed a pedophile. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, in an attempt to make sense of the turn that his life had taken, the young Billy Meyer confided in his parish priest, explaining his experiences with Spoth and telepathic communication. Amazingly, the priest had similar experiences with telepathy and was able to listen and support Billy Meyer, reassuring him that he should not be afraid. And this priest told him to keep it a secret from everyone.
1: Oh, priests never give that advice. That's, that seems so out of character. <laughs> and amazing as it is, I have a clip I was also able to pull. I don't know if it was residual memory off of that device, but there's a clip of the priest telepathically talking to Billy as well.
0: Well, let's go. I'd like to play that for you now. This is a Necronalopod world premiere. World, world exclusive.
3: Hello, Billy. I would like to nail you like the Roman soldiers nailed Jesus.
0: <laughs> That's wow. just out of line, <laughs> Father. God. Come on. Goddamn. You should uh, be kicked out of the priesthood. I don't even know what to say about that. It's outrageous. <laughs> I'm really glad that we had nothing to do with those and that we just found those tapes and are just playing Yeah, out. you know, just trying to get the the news out there to the public so they're aware, they're aware of these things investigative podcasts over here yeah, podcasters you know. that's what we do shame on you father
3: <laughs> meyer was said to have mentally aged at such a rate from all of his uh, communications with spoth and all the information he was given that he had the maturity of a 35 year old man when he was only seven years old
1: Oh, so who's the opposite of you two.
3: I was just going to say, what's funny about that is I'm almost
1: a 35-year-old man, and
0: you know, I've been told I have the diet and the uh, maturity of an eight-year-old, so.
1: Hey, can I get some pizza rolls and watch men in tights roll around all night?
0: (laughs) Not at all. Sounds fucking awesome. And then Ian and I will dissect the tights and what we liked and didn't like about them. Ian, you said you were going to go home and try the pizza rolls and hot sauce.
3: How was that? It was good. I mixed ranch and hot sauce together. It was Ooh, amazing. Yeah.
0: I, was, I didn't mix them when I first tried it. I tried the ranch and then I tried the hot sauce. And separately, I actually surprisingly thought the hot sauce was better. I might mix them next time and see how that goes. Who would have ever thought dipping pizza rolls was like a big thing? Yeah. Maybe the girls are onto something with the gray sweats. Mm-hmm. All right. Time will tell, Mike. Time I'm going to start. Tell. You know, I think I'm going to start. <laughs> I'm going to start an OnlyFans. Just, I just wear gray sweats. Like gray no sweats
3: and eat, eat no, uh dip your pizza rolls
0: yeah i'll uh, i'll seduct, seductively dip and eat my pizza rolls no nudity i'm still gonna wear you know my my nascar shirts and my gray sweats and maybe i'll have one of my title belts over my shoulder how
1: but much are you in the charge for unlimited monthly
0: access 65 dollars a month oh. for a guaranteed one photo and <laughs> no direct messaging because just stay away from me weirdos <laughs>
1: Will your BTK pose picks be included in this oh, sixty-five dollars?
0: People still ask about that. I know. I don't. I don't know if that's going to happen. You lied. And didn't I did follow not lie. Through. Well, yeah. I, I. I mean, in college, my nickname was Mister No Follow Through because you know I'd be like, oh, oh, I'll, I'll, I promise I'll call you. Sure. <laughs> not. I will not call you. I think. I think
1: we made a real connection here tonight, honey.
0: Go ahead and wipe my jizz off your tits and get out of here. <laughs> <I can't laughs> oh, God Damn. <laughs> the
1: best eight seconds of my life, honey.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, you got to go. My, my, my pizza rolls are ready.
1: <laughs> Wrestling's coming on.
0: Yeah. Come on. It's 8.53. Monday Night Raw starts in seven minutes. Get out of here.
3: <laughs> His journeys with spa took him not only through space, but through time in which he saw himself in previous lifetimes and the future of the world, along with back in time to take pictures of dinosaurs. Which we will get into later. It's a great dinosaur pick, by the way. Very believable. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I, I did see him. You guys, Ian was
0: so excited for this episode. He sent us pictures weeks ago. I was like, okay, am I going to look at these until it gets close to the time? And and I still have them. We'll, we'll, we po- we'll post them. They'll be on the uh, the socials. Well,
2: yeah.
3: Meyer maintains that he became aware he was put on Earth to assist mankind in its development of consciousness, and began writing down what he was learning creating works on meditation and moral codes of conduct, detailing the principles by which humans should live their lives.
1: I think Buddha already took that job. Sorry, Billy. Probably did it better, too. Yeah,
3: a lot better. So with that, with the, the background on, a little bit of the background on how Billy came to meet Spoth and what he feels his role is in this on this earth, let's get into where Spoth came from. In the world of UFOs, there are people who believe in different races of aliens. For example, the Greys that we've talked about numerous times and David Icke's Reptilians. Another popular and peaceful race of aliens that's connected to the lore of UFOs is the Pleiadians.
0: Oh, is that how you pronounce that? I've been wondering all week. Oh, yeah? Well, it's a word with like 27 vowels and two consonants. (laughs) How the fuck do you... How is it Ian? Pleiadians? Pleiadians. Pleiadians, Pleiadian, Pleiadians, mm-hmm. cool. Okay, there it is. We have uh, uh, Swedish Ian and now extraterrestrial Ian. Where he says, <laughs> "I like know, it." Hilmer and Plei- Plei- Pleiadians. I can't even say. <laughs> you that can't one. even imitate that guy. Oh, I can't pull Play. Play. <laughs> You're fucking drunk.
3: Meyer claims that Spoth is of Pleiadian descent, but that's not their true name. The name Meyer was told, and he is very specific that they must be called is the playarns
0: Oh,
1: fancy name!
0: Excuse us. This
3: <laughs> this kind of shit happens a lot in the UFO world and stuff like this, where people come up with these claims and they have to get really, really specific and like down to something like that. To I feel like that in their mind, it makes that makes it more believable to people. They have to separate themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that. I mean, I, I, it's stupid, but I understand what they're... What you're, <laughs> yeah, the point is not... Yeah. I get it. It's not that stupid. It's, it's not, not like a telepathic priest. Also stupid. <laughs> From page one to the end of these notes, it's a lot of stupidity in, the, in here. I
1: can read your mind and violate your behind.
0: Start getting... <laughs> I have that tattooed on my tricep, actually. My one tricep is I can read your mind and another tricep and violate your mind. And your pooper that goes below my elbow though.
3: You know what that made me think of when I was reading about how the priest told him that he could also read minds and, uh, to keep it a secret. Catholicism it reminded me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh we're going to get so many comments. <laughs> Remember that crazy documentary of that guy that molested that little girl? I, I feel like there's numerous. Like with the no, parents the that, and they gave him oh, they let yeah. her stay.
0: Oh, with the like the blow the the hand jobs oh, and stuff. My what yeah. the fuck was that called? We gotta find hold on.
3: And that guy was uh like making up all the alien stuff. Oh like, yeah. Man, guy these people that are uh like molesters will just make leaps and bounds to uh to get kids to believe whatever bullshit they're saying, man.
0: Abducted in plain sight. Yes. Literally typed in hand job documentary Netflix, <laughs> abducted in plain sight. I'll be honest. The first time I didn't have Netflix, I just typed in the hand job documentary. Got a lot of porno sites that popped up. <laughs> <laughs> Abducted in plain sight was the most angry I've ever been watching a it's documentary. absolutely bizarre world because of just the ridiculousness and stupidity of those people. Uh, not fun fact, but fun fact, the, the dad is now deceased. Mm. The end. They like were. He, he handjobbed people to death. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> There, there was like me, there was memes going around of that guy like with just yeah. hilarious captions. It was crazy. Now I'm gonna start looking some up when Ian's talking. You guys are about to hear me start that was, laughing. That
1: was something else that show.
3: UFO researcher and author of exopolitics.org, Michael Sala, PhD, believes that beings from the Pleiades star cluster are distant cousins to humans. Sala says that the Pleiadians are motivated to connect with humanity out of concern for e- for Earth's future.
1: Oh, that's nice of them.
3: Yeah, they're um in the lore they're all, you know, super peaceful. Gotta yeah. take care of your planet and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and by the way, Mike's not paying attention. He's looking up memes. <laughs> He's laughing to himself over <laughs> <while> there. <laughs>
0: I just text you guys through memes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the first one is Hold good. Huh. <laughs> oh my god! That is cr- terrible.
3: <laughs> that's terrible. That cycle—it's like reaction.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm done. Oh my god! I'm crying. Oh,
3: that's brutal. Cherokee legends teach that Native Americans originated long ago in the Pleiades and say that an indigenous people are on earth as quote star seeds with a mission of bringing light and knowledge. The Navajo called the Pleiadian star cluster the quote sparkling suns and the Iroquois called to the constellation for happiness. The Lakota and Dakota people say their ancestors are from the Pleiades.
1: It looks like a lot of cultures have the same sort of, you know, cultural lore going way back associated with that constellation. Yeah,
0: except without yeah, the- telepathy.
1: Well, possibly. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey Billy, it's also Father called- Bob. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like Billy's in bed at night, and yeah, Father right. Bob zones in, uh, hones in on his signal.
2: <laughs> hey Billy, you're touching your Yeah. <laughs>
0: Can you can you telepathically send him a voicemail? <laughs> Billy's not in right now.
1: Billy's out with Safta right now. Safta.
0: <laughs> Safta. Swarth or whatever. Saft
3: also called the Seven Sisters, the Pleiades are a group of stars in the in the Taurus constellation. Astronomers refer to the group as M45. The designation comes from the work of 18th century French astronomer, Charles Messier, who identified and cataloged astronomical objects and at a distance of 444.2 light years, it's the closest star cluster to earth. So there's some reality in the Pleiades star cluster and like you said, Dave, a bunch of cultures having beliefs that link to that star cluster.
1: Yeah. One the closest makes it easiest to see, right? Maybe, possibly. That sounds right. So we'll go with it. I'm not exactly sure. (laughs) That sounds okay to me. (laughs) Or like the most people on Earth could see it the brightest, something like that.
0: Works for me. Yeah. I'm more of a social sciences guy, Dave. (laughs) Quit blowing my mind with all this scientific research and data. I don't know that much about astronomy. (laughs) I do like astronomy. Yeah. It's very interesting. I wish I would have you know, I don't even know if I had classes back in college that were yeah. astronomy focused, but I think it's fascinating. Yeah,
1: I agree. Not astrology. That's fucking stupid. That's
3: weird. <laughs> <laughs> According to the lore, the Pleiadians have a distinct Nordic or Scandinavian appearance. So they, they basically look like white people. Their lifespan is seven hundred around 700 years and while they are, in evolutionary terms, still a work in progress, they are far more emotionally and spiritually developed than Earth humans. Mm. Yeah, most Americans are a work in progress, so that's all right. <laughs> that's what you want to call it. So let's get into Billy Meyer's life after Spoth. Yeah, let's. After he met Spoth and this is on is- his... J- He's on his journey now, being guided by Spoth and the, uh, the Playarins. This is where the story
0: gets serious now. No yeah, more jokes serious. from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> in
3: 1951, at the age of 14, Billy Meyer was arrested and convicted for assault and sent to a youth prison. Also in 1951, after being released from youth prison, Billy Meyer claims to have sent a letter to 3,000 heads of state throughout the world concerning contact with extraterrestrials
0: a lot of heads of state yeah 14 years old
1: hmm. there's only 195 countries in the world who are these 3,000 people
3: <laughs> just curious who are you to
1: ask those questions
0: Dave
3: <laughs> like we said earlier Meyer's relationship with Svath lasted only 11 years with Svath reaching the end of his 700 year lifespan in 1953 Svath was replaced by a young female player named Asket to continue guiding Meyer on his path of enlightenment Also in 1953, he was arrested a second time, convicted, and sent to a youth prison. What was he arrested for that time? Assault again? There's no records of any of this. This is just what he says happened in his life. Muscoozy. Muscoozy. I I, I mean, his name might not even be Edward Meyer or any of it. You can't... Yeah. Confirm any, literally anything about this person cannot be confirmed. So we'll put this in the same category as the Betty Hill story. Literally,
0: most of this is probably just made up bullshit. Got it. Mm.
1: (laughs) And also, let's not skip over the fact that he met his best friend when he was 689 years old and only got to spend 11 years with him.
0: It's a tragic tale. I think
2: it
3: is. It's also strange that once he hit puberty, Spoth went away. And an attractive woman named Asket came yeah. into the picture. That's weird. It's <laughs> true. Tisk it, a task it. Time to go fuck Ascot.
2: <laughs> Ascot. And by
0: uh, fuck Ascot, we mean his fuck his hand while thinking about some <laughs> female extraterrestrial. <laughs>
1: hey, Billy, this is Father Bob. What are you doing there?
0: <laughs> Just <laughs> as he's jerking off to UFO porn, Father Bob fucking pops in. Comes in like bloop.
1: God is crying, Billy. God is crying.
3: <laughs> Shortly after he was arrested for a second time, he ex- he escaped from that youth prison and joined the French Foreign Legion.
0: He busted the fuck out like he's yeah. uh, you know, on Shawshank Redemption over here. They cool hats. Those. Andy
1: Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. One of the best scenes ever when he gets out of there.
0: That whole movie is one of the best scenes ever. It it's a yeah, damn good agree. movie.
1: Andy Dufresne crawled through 300 yards, the
0: most foul-smelling shit. Something like that. And came out clean at the other end. Yeah. But Morgan Freeman could make anything
3: sound that's awesome. True. After two years, Meyer deserted from the French Foreign Legion and returned to Switzerland for prosecution. He was then institutionalized for two years.
1: You know, I've been singing suicidal tendencies all week since I read this. You know, institutionalized? <laughs> I'm not crazy institution, you're the one that's crazy. Great song. <laughs>
0: is that a country song dave uh no no oh, okay. mike it's not oh, okay <laughs> wasn't sure didn't know and, if that was on garth brooks new album or something i said
1: it's a great song hence it's not a country oh, song Oh, okay
0: gotcha <laughs> in
3: 1958 meyer claims to have sent another letter to world governments entitled quote warning to all the governments of europe with warnings of impending catastrophes headed for humanity and maybe 20 years too late pal Two years later, in 1960, Meyer traveled to the Middle East to work as a day laborer.
1: That sounds horrific.
3: It doesn't sound fun. No. The last thing I will ever do is travel to the Middle East to be a day laborer. I'd
0: imagine it's quite hot.
3: <laughs> Very hot, yes. While working in the Middle East, he met a priest in 1963 named Isa Rashid. And together, these two would share philosophical ideas on religion, as well as the information passed on from Asket. Meyer and Issa Rashid started grave robbing of what Meyer claims was the tomb of Jemanuel, a.k.a. Jesus Christ. Love his work. And, and so, found the lost <laughs> scrolls of Jemanuel. Now, th- this is a really interesting story. So supposedly, Billy Meyer and Issa Rashid were working, doing whatever the labor work that they were doing in whatever part of the Middle East they were doing. It's never specified actually where at right. this happened. yeah. Came across a hole that somehow everybody else had missed this hole for (laughs) 2,000 years. (laughs) And they started digging in this hole and they found these lost scrolls of Jemmanuel. Jemmanuel is, I guess, Jesus Christ. If you believe what Billy says in the scrolls, Jesus was chosen by the plea or the playarns, we'll call them the playarns for the sake of this, as the prophet for the time. And these scrolls were written by Judas Iscariot is, is who wrote these scrolls. And it wasn't actually Judas Iscariot that betrayed Jesus in these scrolls. It was actually a guy named Judah Ahariot. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: that, that's not how Greek translations work, Billy. That doesn't even make sense.
2: That's so stupid. <laughs>
3: I swear to God If you read this thing about The Lost Scrolls of jemanuel It says Judah Harriet was the real person
1: <laughs> it's, the, it's the wrong guy You got the wrong guy I didn't do it I love Jesus
0: I want Judah Judas Harriet t-shirts <laughs> This is a
1: fantastic story
3: Yeah and his, his scrolls You know it claims That uh, like a UFO came down and it says that Jumanuel, Jesus Christ, whatever, went into this UFO. And they took him away for 40 days and 40 nights. And he went and saw the universe and all kind of stuff.
1: Hmm. I think it was
3: real convenient. You know, and what was real convenient about Billy's time traveling with Ascot is she was able to take him back in time to hang out with Jumanuel for four days. Oh, so he went back and hung out with Jesus Christ for a bit. Wow. Son
1: of a bitch. That sounds fun.
0: You know, last supper and stuff. Yeah. It's neat. Didn't they had B-dubs at the Last Supper? Maybe. I would at mine. <laughs> yeah, you would, wouldn't you? I'd have traditional and boneless wings for mm. everybody. Anyways, bonus show. <laughs> Check it out. Patreon.com slash A
1: Mid-show plug. I oh, like it.
0: Only $5 a month. You get access to three bonus shows a month and a happy hour Zoom with us once a month. That's fun. That's only the $10 one, though. Well, that's for tech. That's true. The bonus shows for five. You want the Zoom and early access to the Sunday shows like this one. Ten dollars.
3: That's a super duper tier.
0: This, I think, that's what we call it, right? The super duper <laughs> tier. Yeah. In
3: 1964, the year after he was traveling back in time to hang out with Jesus, he took his first known photos of UFOs while in India. That same year, he was expelled from India on charges of vagrancy. <laughs> In 1965, Billy had his left arm partially amputated because he was hanging it outside of the window of a bus when it crashed.
1: Hey, it could have been a lot worse. That's that girl from Hereditary, right?
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah.
3: Goddamn. Then, two years later, in 1967, he met and married a woman named Calliope. Who, unlike Aska, is a real physical human being <laughs> that can be verified, that is alive. All right, okay. <laughs> I'm
2: a
0: real boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then for the next ten years, everything's kind of quiet for for Billy Meyer.
0: Well, he lost his army. You would jerk assume, off to alien
3: porn anymore. <laughs> yeah, you assume getting married and and having some kids. He didn't have time to make up any more UFO stories. But once his kids got a little That's older, true, yeah, yeah, <laughs> fatherhood, it,
0: it happens, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Billy, it's father,
1: Bob. Use your left hand. It's like a stranger's doing it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: After his kids grew up a bit in 1975 at the age of 38, he founded Fiju. you hey, too, Fleet. motherfucker. <laughs> come at me like that the free community of interests for fringe and spiritual sciences and ufology.
0: The fuck is that a- acronym? It's a bit wordy. That's a bit much. Come on.
3: Yeah.
0: I feel like the other, the other UFO, uh, groups would frown upon this one.
3: Uh, I, everybody I, in the UFO community yeah. frowns upon Billy <laughs> Meyer.
0: But I mean, like, we all know the acronym game is, is, is big over here. But
1: it doesn't even map up to any of those words. No, it doesn't. I like, can't even place how that
0: works. 64% of the words in this name are not like represented in the acronym. <laughs> like, there's no S's. Yeah, I don't get it. I'm rolling
1: out Biafa next week. yeah? Billy's a fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I, would join, new I would join. I would join.
3: I would join. Take my money. Kind of reminds me of uh, Children of God when um, what what's his name? David. David Burke. David Burke. No, I think
0: it's L. Ron Hubbard. Trust
3: (laughs) me, guys. I know. I know my episodes. It's L. Ron. When he had the the five F's, but like half of them didn't even start with the letter F. Oh yeah, it was like the third letter. Like (laughs) it was like effective. (laughs) (laughs) Effective Ian. It was effective. Yeah, he had his made up word in there. (laughs) He fucked (laughs) it.
1: He's like, I'm going to shoehorn this acronym right in here. And it's going to work
0: <laughs> just like this. Impromptu F. Mary Kill. All right. David Berg, Marshall Applewhite, <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard. Oh,
2: my God.
0: Oh, geez. F. Mary Kill. All right. Oh. You got uh, to kill Berg. Fucking pedophile. Yeah. Yeah, Berg dies for sure. Then I think you bang Marshall and you marry L. Ron because then you're fucking rich. He's the Admiral. At least you got the boat and stuff. Right? Yeah. And Scientology owns the fucking world. It's true. I agree with that. Uh, you agree? That order, yeah. What do you think, Ian? Yeah. We just yeah, went three for three. Wow. Yeah. Look at
1: us. No, wait a minute. Or do you kill Marshall? Or do you marry Marshall? Because he's going to off himself the next day anyway, and then uh, you're done with him. Yeah, but I want to be rich. Mm, yeah, he
0: didn't have any cash. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Okay. We all agree. got to look at Elron every day, though. That's true. Mm. I mean, he's, he is the ugliest. Well, David Berg wasn't nothing much to look at. Neither was
3: Marshall Apple. Yeah. He didn't blink. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He's yeah. creepy. That
0: video is so creepy. It's a little crazy. All right. Back on track.
3: So Fiju is is Billy Meyer's organization dedicated to the teachings of his alleged extraterrestrial contacts from the Playarn. Some people have described Fiju as a cult. I'm not sure if Fiju technically fits into the description of a cult, but it certainly has the elements of an organized religious institution to it. Membership into Fiju is a two-step process. First, you need to be a quote passive member for at least two years. Passive membership requires subscription to quarterly newsletters for $98, an annual membership fee of $39, a one time application fee of $39. <laughs> a, a mandatory annual contribution of 7% of one's monthly salary. It's cheaper than an engagement ring, right? That two months salary <laughs> yeah, bullshit. Yeah.
0: Not for Michael Scott. What is it? Two year salary? <laughs> 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 Pam sees the Ob- ring. I was like, holy shit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Obligation to work three full days annually at the Fiji center in Switzerland for each workday not performed at the center, a further contribution of $91 per non-working day. And you must attend at least one annual passive group general assembly at Fiji in Switzerland.
1: Well, yeah. We don't want any slugs in Fiji. You got to put in the time and do your, pull your fair share. I get it, Billy. I get it. It's fair.
3: Yeah. So if you wanted to join your ass is going out to Switzerland to go do whatever he tells you to do for a couple days or you got to pay him more money if you can't make it out there what do you get with this membership just the prestige of being able to say you're a member you're getting the enlightenment from the playarns. all right well it's a small price to pay
0: you learn from him
3: Hmm. for the full membership a minimum fee of 326 dollars a registration id for 39 and a subscription to his quarterly magazine for $266.
2: Hmm.
3: Seems reasonable.
0: Quarterly magazine, $266. <laughs> four, You're
3: getting the uh, Enlightenment. Four
0: magazines, 266 Right from the aliens right to you, though. Look, I wouldn't pay $266 for a quarterly subscription to Shawn Michaels Tights magazine. <laughs> that would be shipped to me every three months. <laughs> I still wouldn't do it. I think you would I might, but not for this. <laughs> so, how
1: many goofballs were in this uh, organization? Any idea? Is he making a living off of this? Uh,
3: you don't know, right? A, so, if secretive. I had a ballpark, it. Yeah, I mean, if I had a ballpark, i would maybe say like fifty to a hundred people. All I right. don't know. I mean, he's he has people that believe his bullshit. Hmm. Dave, I know you probably don't understand or get this.
0: There are some stupid people in the world. <laughs> I had <have> never noticed <laughs> so, that. I don't know, but I mean, just look around, pay attention. There's some stupid motherfuckers. Boy, there really are. (laughs) And now we're all just sad.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The big problem with Billy Meyer is that how he hooked people into stuff is a lot of this stuff happened in the seventies. You know, he he really established this, this shit in the seventies and early eighties. He didn't anticipate the internet coming along.
1: That's a good point, yeah. They never do, huh? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, who would have? I mean, the Internet's something like just tough to predict. Yeah, but. Just,
1: just thinking back to a lot of these scam guys over the past, you know, 34 Inter- years. Internet did them no favors. Nope,
0: did not.
3: In the late 80s and to early 90s, Billy Meyer had pretty much stopped presenting physical evidence for his alleged extraterrestrial contacts and instead concentrated on his, quote, spiritual teachings that were based on his alleged discussions with the Plejaren in what have become to be known as the, quote, contact notes. These documents contained alleged prophecies and predictions as well as a, quote, philosophy of life as professed by the Plejaren. Interesting. Hey, Billy, it's Father Bob.
1: I could go for some physical evidence from you.
2: (laughs)
0: This whole time, Ian's been looking forward to weeks of us shitting on Billy Meyer. Nope. Dave just took his one opportunity to make it all about the priesthood. <laughs> this turned into a, a priest bashing and not a Billy Meyer bashing. So what are your thoughts at this point in the story, Mike? Are you, are you believing this? This is much more believable than like Fire in the Sky and Betty Hill. <laughs> I, I thought you would think that. And yeah. what was the one in Florida? The, uh, Ed Walters, Golf Breeze, Golf Breeze. Yeah. yeah, this is this might be the most believable one. Hmm. For Interesting sure, Interesting perspective. Yeah,
3: Ed Walters is one hundred percent more believable than Billy Walt than Billy Meyer. I agree.
0: You mean the guy running around in the
3: under in his underwear <laughs> in the bushes, <laughs> shooting yeah. up at
0: a blank sky, going
2: pew pew pew.
0: <laughs> well, and they found
1: the model of the UFO in his in his attic <laughs> years <laughs> later.
0: <laughs> right. Yep. Speaking of model UFOs. It's a little foreshadowing here, isn't it? I think it might be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, I think it just might be.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Pum, 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 pum. I just great. rewatched uh Speaking of the Office, the one where Andy's in uh, Sweeney Todd and Michael auditioned for the show and he did an entire episode of Law and Order for his audition. That's Remember right. that one? <laughs> It's so good.
3: Like we said earlier, all this physical evidence is what made Billy Meyer such a popular figure in the UFO community, especially the, the pictures. The pictures are the big one. Um, there is a piece of metal that he claims is not from Earth, but specifically his alleged photos of the UFOs and the play yarn contacts are what made him famous.
1: Which is just mind-boggling after we get into talking about this.
3: Yeah, like I said, he didn't think the internet was going to come along and <laughs> and just rain on and his fucking his, parade. Cut his balls off like they <laughs> cut his arm off
0: earlier. Nope, no more for you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there are numerous photographs online and lots of debunking from a guy named Phil Langdon and Derek Bartholomew. For our episode, we're going to focus on Meyer's famous, quote, wedding cake UFO. And photos of his play guide, Ascot, and his infamous dinosaur photo. <laughs> so we are literally going to focus on these three ridiculous and absurd
0: uh, statements and, and evidence that he submitted. And then we will rationally, factually, and intellectually debunk them.
1: We'll be right back.
0: Is there something that interferes with your happiness? Something preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment that's totally convenient. At BetterHelp, you can get help on your own time at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. They offer licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem. Anything you share with your BetterHelp counselor is kept completely confidential. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. BetterHelp offers 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states and also has services available worldwide. Sign up is simple, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Financial aid is also available for those who qualify. And remember, BetterHelp is secure, secure convenient and professional. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Pod listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code NECRO. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com/necro. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com/necro. Uh so for the next 3 um Bits of evidence that we're going to discuss here, the um, wedding cake UFO, the uh, picture of um, Ask it, and the dinosaur photo. We're going to post those this week on the social media. So keep a lookout for those. You guys will have reference to uh, to what we're talking about. You can also probably just you know go ahead and type them in your Google machines and they'll also pop up. But yeah, we'll post these photos uh, after the episode comes out and people have time to listen. Because they are absolutely fucking ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) You don't believe that's a real dinosaur? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I believe it's a photo of someone made of a dinosaur. (laughs) Just as good. I got to go back and look at these now.
3: So the wedding cake UFO. Billy Meyer and his supporters claim that this is a craft that must be a minimum of 11 feet in diameter. However, research conducted by Derek Bartholomew and other individuals have been able to identify several of the components used in the creation of this UFO, which indicate that this is not a large-scale craft, but it's actually a small-scale model. No, stop it. Now, these UFOs are what made him... The UFOs are initially what made him famous, and, uh, you know, it's funny, his supporters will claim, because we're going to get in here into here a little bit about how a lot of these were like hung by some type of a device. Like they were just hanging there, you know, like uh, on a piece of wire or something. Yeah. And his supporters will say that he couldn't have hung it and taken the picture at the same time because he only has one arm. Like he can't tie it to something. <laughs> oh
0: <my God. laughs> Whew. He's only got one damn arm. How you expect him to hang something and take the photo?
2: <laughs> it ain't right. <laughs>
3: the base of the wedding cake ufo is very distinctive it's composed of four circular bands with three well-defined ridges in between each band in the second band from the top of the base there is a small flat extension resembling a small wing or handle there is something else that was available in 1975 that shares these same characteristics and that is the lid to a storage container manufactured by harcoster drums limited the harcoster drums limited is Coincidentally, the same type of uh, container that Jeffrey Dahmer used to acidify his victims. Wow. There you go. There's a tie in.
0: Available in the archives, Jeffrey Dahmer.
3: The Harkuster Universal Container Lid seems to be an exact match for the base of the wedding cake UFO. There's a picture from Billy Meyer's organization known as Fiju, and it clearly shows several of these containers in a storage room. (laughs) (laughs) absolutely ridiculous (laughs) oh man in the mid-1990s billy meyer was confronted with this information about harcoster drums limited and this is the explanation he provided for the identical nature of the base of the wedding cake ufo this is an excerpt from one of his contact reports from 1995 and this quote is according to another one of his player and contacts named Pata. So I decided I'm going to use the picture of this alleged uh,
0: wedding cake UFO. That was the teaser picture that we sent out for this episode. So there's that. And then we'll put the other photos out, uh, you know, after this episode drops. So anyways, clear that up. I was going to read this in some kind of funny voice. And then I saw how long this fucking quote is. So I'm just going to go ahead and plow through it normally. And I quote, As far back as the 1920s, we worked with flying devices you have named the Wedding Cake Ship, but they were only available for operations on Earth toward the end of the 1970s. This particular type of flying device was designed specifically for the Earth, and for this reason, we endeavored to transmit all of the necessary data regarding the vehicle's shape to terrestrial scientists in the form of telepathic impulses to assist them in developing flying disks on Earth. Well, it's awfully nice of him to share this knowledge. I don't disagree. <laughs> like, it's
2: very benevolent science. These
1: playarins. So, so did Billy pass out, or like, did the newsletter people get these contact reports every month? Like, is that kind of the, some of the information he disseminated to people?
3: Yeah. So when you when you're part of Feedju, you get these contact reports. Got it. Okay. The telepathic
0: impulses were primarily directed to space travel technologists. As I shall call these individuals, the scientific group consisted mainly of German engineers to whom we transmitted precise plans for the shape of the hull, along with some technical details we considered justifiable. These German scientists actually built experimental units using the plans that eventually led to the construction of somewhat workable flying disks. In accordance with our motives at that time, these disks were to be used to establish an air force that would be instrumental in achieving an early and worldwide peace. Political machinations, however, changed all of this very quickly into a war effort, which prompted us to discontinue the transmission of any further telepathic impulses to the German scientists. Moreover, these developments forced us to drop the project completely shortly after we intentionally transmitted some misinformation, which would render these flying disks ineffectual for war purposes. <laughs> we'll tell them that the <laughs> on switch is really off and they won't be able to fly them. <laughs> <laughs> like in, uh, or in, it uh, reminds me of Independence Day when Will Smith's trying to drive and someone puts the, uh, like he he pulls back to go forward yeah. and someone switched the, uh, yeah. <laughs> the way to steer. <laughs> This'll show them.
1: So, in other words, they're they're uh, giving information to the Nazis
0: in the '30s, right? That's how I'm reading right. this. But then they change to misinformation, Dave. Yeah, okay. They're helping, right. you know, the rest of the world. Some cop- and they're
3: not specifically telling them either. They're like projecting these thoughts into their head. They're not saying like, "Hey, go build this telepathically." Like yeah. they told Billy, "Hey, go." Uh, come back and travel in time with me and take some pictures of some dinosaurs. They're just kind of nudging us along to build uh, a helping to build hand some UFOs. All right.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. It's a charitable group, really. Very nice. I like them. Some copies of these blueprints somehow survived since we were unable to retrieve every one of them. This presented no problem, however, since the remaining blueprints were extremely incomplete when they vanished. This last remnant consisted essentially only of drawings which merely depicted the outer rim and undercarriage of the flying object. Details of the lower half and the upper structure were no longer included, and it is precisely this outer rim with its undercarriage that survived on drawings over the past several decades, only to reappear around 1965. This reappearance occurred without our knowledge, for we had long lost interest in what had become useless drawings as far as we were concerned. Until now, that is. You informed Florina that some of you realized the shape of large container lids exist, which indeed look exactly like the lower rim of the underside of our flying objects and had a more than fleeting resemblance to the same structural features. And since you yourself provided one of these covers to clarify the fact, It was very simple for us to compare the receptacle cover with construction details of the flying object. We, too, noticed the stunning similarity and began focusing our attention on this matter. Hello?
1: Is anyone still awake out there? Hello?
3: (laughs) (laughs) The mental gymnastics. Holy boy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We thoroughly investigated the entire situation and discovered that the old... Newly re-emerged drawings were used for the design and production of these receptacle covers. The covers were completely different from anything the designers had previously produced. Normally, they designed lids with simple lines and never with shapes that could be called futuristic and complicated. This, then, is how the shape of the container covers came about, which, as I mentioned earlier, strikingly resembled the lower rim section and undercarriage on our flying devices. So maybe
1: they the, the German scientists sold this secret knowledge to the, the, the lid the lid, factory. the lid people and then they're like, Oh, this is so much better than the lids we've
3: previously <laughs> made.
1: All right. <laughs> I'm buying it. It makes sense.
3: Yeah, I mean, so in short, Billy is claiming that the reason for the identical nature of the lids to the base of the wedding cake UFO is that the engineers at Harcoster found old blueprints for UFOs provided by the Playarans telepathically to pre-World War II German engineers. <laughs> that adds up to me. That adds up. I I mean I
0: mean that's that's Santa Bill damning evidence. Like that's I, I, that makes sense to it's, me. It's all there. I
2: agree.
3: The wedding cake gets even it, it gets even better. Before the potential size of the wedding cake UFO was determined, it was difficult to determine what the size of the spheres were which made it difficult to determine what they actually were, because it's a it's a really unique looking UFO. I mean, it's pretty cool. I guess yeah, sure. it's got all these silver balls around it and stuff, spheres. Once it was discovered what the base of the UFO was, it was pretty easy for reach for researchers to figure it out. Based on the dimensions of the lid, the spheres would be approximately one and a half inch in diameter. There are common silver metallic spheres that come in. One and a quarter and one and a half inch diameter sizes, and these are Christmas ornaments. <laughs> God damn, pal! It's not even trying.
1: I mean, come on, you're
3: not even trying, Billy. You're not even trying. And there's there's replicas with that lid and silver Christmas ornaments made online, and it's the exact same fucking thing. So again,
0: check out our social media post uh, from the teaser picture for this episode, and uh, there you have it.
1: Honestly, we should do this anonymously. Come up with our own UFO picture. I think it'd be awesome. See who would believe it.
0: Yeah. Well, like, fu- we'd have fucking Mufon in our front yard. Right. Let's see if we can fool Mufon and Nightcap. Because fuck them. That's why. <laughs>
3: <laughs> next, we'll get into this. The is photo my favorite one. one. This is my favorite of one. This is, our next it. It. this is just so dumb. <laughs>
0: so sorry. You know, I didn't mean to cut you off. This is just no. real just unbelievable. Like this poor lady is just like motherfuckers. <laughs> that's me.
3: <laughs> like we were talking about earlier, once Spoth died, he was replaced by a young player and woman named Askat to guide Billy around in his 1983 book, quote, UFO contact from the Pleiades volume two Meyer included a photo of Askat, And then in 1991, he provided a higher quality version of this picture. In the higher quality picture, there's another woman on the left who Meyer says is a playarn woman named Nera. Researchers were able to discover the person identified on the left as Asket is actually the singer and dancer, Michelle Delavave. Michelle was a longtime member of the Gold Diggers and the Dingling Sisters who appeared on the Dean Martin Variety Show from 1969 to 1973. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a famous singer.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's like no one will see this. I'll yeah. just snap a picture of her on my TV. Oh, man. Mike, didn't you date some twins, nicknamed the Dingling Sisters, in college? No. <laughs> one on the shaft, one on the balls. Wasn't that their deal? I gave them the nickname,
0: the Dingling Sisters. <laughs> Please. They weren't famous with it. I think they're on Pornhub now. Yeah,
1: yeah, probably. You trained them. Yep.
0: They're well, still searching the for that cock as good as mine, but, you know. <laughs> One of those porn stars one day I'll give him something that they
3: like. Michelle still performs to this day and first became aware that Billy Meyer had published photographs of her as being his extraterrestrial contact, Ascot, in early 2007. Michelle contacted Derek Bartholomew with further information that the other woman, Nara, was actually a woman named Susan Lund. Susan also appeared on the Dean Martin Variety Show from 1968 to 1973. And this is what Michelle had to say about the situation.
0: I know that that picture of myself and Susie is from the Dean Martin show when the gold diggers were guests on the show. I think it is about 1971, and I did wear my hair with little curls at the side of my face. It amazes me that he chose that picture. I guess it was when they did the reruns in Europe. I did not want anyone thinking I am causing any problems. I am simply stating the truth involved with these pictures. I just know a picture of myself when I see one, as anyone else would. I know it is from a segment when the gold diggers would sit around Dean Martin and sing beautiful ballads called Welcome to My World. That's that's a nice reading. Thank you. Yeah. Perfecting that voice. Yeah, I love it. It sounded Uh, exactly
3: like her. (laughs)
0: I like how she's like, I just know a picture of myself as anyone would. That's kind of creepy. Like, imagine being her and being like, this guy's fucking passing this around, telling, saying I'm... Um, what, what's Ask it? it. Ask it.
1: It's just so bizarre, this guy. Did he live in Switzerland this
0: whole time, or did he ever come over here? He was in Switzerland this whole time. Oh, please. Americans are not dumb enough to buy any of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: there's a lot of them. He's got some documentaries on Amazon that somebody <laughs> produced that are uh, in favor of his claims
0: really well then there's people like me who i think I, I was texting you guys the other day i finally canceled Directv, which is good because anytime i was really bored or there was nothing else on i would throw on the fucking scientology channel and i would <laughs> sit there and have it on like i wouldn't be watching it but i'd be doing other things for hours that's dangerous man i know i think they're honed in on me their entire channel is just like a bad infomercial there's corny like uh like uh elevator music in the background mm-hmm. and they're just talking about like life and how great it is and they're showing the beaches and then like recently they've been showing like the proper way to protect yourself from covid 19 really? incidentally they gave out better points than most people in this country <laughs> that would you know have you believe that doesn't shock me yeah they but they they, they did but the, you know <laughs> talking about the mask and being safe and social distancing huh. but uh yeah I don't know I, I'm kind of turning I think I think I'm a Scientologist interesting so we're gonna do a we're gonna do a rebuttal Scientology episode where we come out for them. You and Tom Cruise can do it. Yeah, and oh, we'll stand on couches nice. and jump around, and, <laughs> and then I'll just ask him about Days of Thunder and being cold Trickle <laughs> and Top Gun Two, which is that that's did that get delayed because of COVID? I think it did. I have such a boner
3: for Rudy that, looks for that good, movie. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait. Well, Billy Myers' response to uh, to being called out about the Ascot pictures quote. Unfortunately, during my conversation with Pata, he revealed that the two women depicted on the photos are not Ascot and Nara from the doll universe, but two American lookalikes. These photos are malicious hoaxes and were switched upon the order of and in collaboration with the men in black. This motherfucker (laughs) now is going to throw the men in black under the bus. (laughs) No way, Billy. The men in black can't even turn on a fucking
0: recorder. How are they going to do all this? And... Second of all, the men in black have much more credibility than this piece of shit. I, I guess my question here is didn't he used to hang
1: out with Askett? Doesn't he know what she looks like? How could he be hoaxed?
0: <laughs> well, they were yeah, American I mean... lookalikes. They were lookalikes. <laughs> so they there. looked just like her. He saw them on the TV. <laughs> and, and, or, <laughs> well, 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 when did he snap the photo? Like when he was with her? Is that what he claimed? I think. I thought
1: so, but he represented the picture was real for quite a long time. And I mean, since he hung out with Ask It all the time, as soon as he saw this picture you know, published, the I think. he could tell the
0: difference. The logical questions we are asking to these mm. illogical answers and responses are dangerously close to um, uh, press conferences I see on TV every day. <laughs> so we're going to move on. <laughs>
3: And the last one, the dinosaur photo. That's my favorite. This is your favorite? I love this. This is, this is great. Each one gets more
0: absurd. I like the lady photo one because there was actually a chick like, motherfucker, that's me.
3: <laughs> like, <laughs> goddamn. Like we were saying earlier, Billy Meyer claims to have traveled on board. One of the playar are in beam ships. Now, he does, that's the other thing. He doesn't call them UFOs. They're beam ships for... Billy Edward Albert Meyer ships. Oh, really? Beam ships.
2: <laughs> <Yes>.
3: <laughs> so he hopped on the beam ship and went back in time. And during one of these alleged trips with the playarons, they traveled back in time to the age of dinosaurs. Meyer then released a, pho- a photograph of a pterodactyl as proof of him traveling back in time. They did it on land of the lost. I mean, it's possible.
0: It's it's very possible. You remember, land. Uh, you guys are way too. I know the show. I don't really know the. Loved it.
1: It was awesome. Was it a TV show? Like,
0: yeah. I don't know why I thought it was a movie.
1: They made a a silly movie later maybe on. Maybe yeah. that's more in my lifetime. Yeah, when I, I, are- I don't watch that. I think it was Will Ferrell, wasn't it? I don't know.
0: I think it was. What well, was better? Fuck. I had a question, like an actual question. I I don't know. Yep. Gone. Alcohol brain happens <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh that was land what was better show land of the lost or lost i never watched lost land i, land I never watched land of the lost did you what how did you like lost ian yeah
3: i liked it up until like the very end
0: who what had a I better ending game of end thrones
3: then. or lost game of thrones
0: okay send your hate uh messages to ian at necronomapod.com <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's a real email address i don't think those are turned on no yeah no, it's not on so you can send them we ain't gonna it.
3: <laughs> go ahead and send them i was just trying to have people direct <laughs> their
0: hate to you for once
3: well this this dinosaur photo is actually a low resolution retake of an illustration by zendek burian and was published in 1972 in the book life before man but this book was first published in prague and it's possible that Billy Meyer thought it would be an obscure enough book that no one would ever notice. However, it was picked up by the British publishing company of Thames and & Hudson and was then published throughout the world. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, this Joker. It's I mean, it's the fucking cover of this book. It's ridiculous. <laughs> In July 2005, Billy Meyer released uh fiju special bulletin in which he makes a claim that this photograph was a forgery done by the men in black <laughs> and and that his in <coughs> that his extraterrestrial contact Quetzal had destroyed all of the original photographic materials in response to the men in black's actions oh well that makes sense
0: this guy loves putting blame on the men in black
3: every time he gets caught it's a forgery oh well, that's it's a forgery
0: it's the men in black. They they <laughs> change things. You're fucking with me.
3: <laughs> Going back to the metal that we brought up a little bit ago, because that's that's another big thing that he has is he claims to have this metal that that is not from Earth. He has published some analysis of this metal in his contact reports, and it's extremely confusing with lots of big words. Pretty much in hopes that people would just go along with whatever he says. It sure. sounds real oh, smart, so credible. Of course yeah. they will. Without going into a ton of science, it's all complete bullshit. And if anybody wants to to read that, they can head over to Billy dot com. Which uh, shout out to Angie for finding that for me. That that site is amazing for the debunking material. It is <laughs> nice. that that Derek. Bartholomew's guy has put a lot, a lot of time into just shitting on Billy Meyer, man. It's his life's there's work. So I much debunking. that.
0: I applaud that guy. Ooh. We crack a beer to him. Yeah. I'm not going to try to say his name because that last name's brutal, but thank you to him. Yeah. So
3: if anybody's interested in any more of that metal information, there's a whole uh, whole section of that website devoted to debunking the metal. To combat all this debunking, Billy Meyer hired a publicist named Michael Horn, as the publicist for the case, he runs the website theyfly.com. He uses this website to publish many articles in support of the case. In August of 2008, he admitted to intentionally posting false and misleading articles in order to deceive the public about the claims of Billy Meyer. Okay. Which is
0: so that's a, a little
3: strange. It's like running uh, like a disinfo campaign there. Yeah. Hmm. Michael Horn he goes after old, he's been on coast to coast a bunch of times. Um, he's been on podcasts. He's always up for for arguing with people and and going against their you know them debunking Billy Meyer, or saying anything negative about him. He has the tendency to engage in a series of logical fallacies whenever debating anyone who asks a critical question regarding the case. For example, Michael has said, "Quote." My protocol is to reach out to the skeptics a few times if necessary, challenge them, and then engage in the debate. I consider no response to be an admission of failure and defeat.
0: So so when you ignore his email because you don't want to talk to a loony fucking tune, <laughs> then he goes, oh, I've won this one. They admit defeat. Yeah, right. No, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> you're just not even worth the time of day, you piece of shit. You the can't. To- the toilet paper we use to wipe our asses has more value than you. Wow, Mike has spoken. Yeah. <laughs> You can't debate with people like that. No, because they think they win no matter what they say. Right. Also, I wish this guy would have called in a coast to coast when Art Bell was still around, because that would have been. Fun. Oh, Art.
3: Art does. There's some. There's some old Billy Meyer. art Oh, episodes. does he go oh, back? I go. thought.
0: I thought he hired Billy Meyer like in recent years. So after Yeah, Michael art Bell Horne. had passed. Uh, I don't. Or like was done. When did Art Bell I'm, pass? Ten
1: years 2013. ago. 2013. Seven years ago. Yeah, that sounds
0: right. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't so um, I guess there might have been some crossover then. I was just thinking they they missed I, each other.
3: I don't know if Michael Horn has ever been on with art. Art has three uh there's three episodes that that cover Billy Meyer. I think the first one's from like nineteen ninety five. It's a very the first one's a very pro Billy Meyer episode. Like it's not what? like art's not like art's not buying into it, but the callers. The guest he has on is very pro Billy Meyer, like gotcha, you know, mm. putting out this story. Meanwhile, Arch is smoking his palm malls. Right. <laughs> like Ian vaping
0: that <laughs> That's what right? it sounds like. Ooh, people don't love that. People don't love that. <laughs> yep. That's it. he rips a big one. I hope he leaves <laughs> that in. Leave it in. Fuck
1: him. <laughs> Why? Why do you treat the listeners like this?
0: That hurt my throat trying to be an asshole. God damn it. <laughs> what well, you good, pal? I <laughs> didn't yeah, be like fucking Arbel and die of cancer in like a couple of years. And then we're, what, what the fuck do we do from
3: there? <laughs> Michael Horn also repeatedly claims to have won the independent investigation groups, $50,000 paranormal challenge. This is just simply not true. The paranormal challenge is available to any individual that can prove in a controlled setting that they have abilities that are outside the norm. The challenge began in 2002 with a $5,000 Award and is currently at fifty thousand dollars. At no time in the history of the challenge has Michael Horn or specifically Billy Meyer ever submitted an application for the challenge.
1: Well, okay, (laughs) bunch of liars and thieves (laughs) here, man.
0: Yeah, oh, I feel like we're gonna have a a bonus show of like a call-in with Michael Horn. Wants to debate us. It's a lot to take, this guy.
3: I would gladly debate Michael Horn. There it is. Challenge thrown down. Mm-hmm. I also saw... I read And with a,
0: that, Michael Scott sealed his fate <laughs> in,
3: in a good way.
1: I read a story about an old movie from, I don't know, what was it, like 10 years ago about Billy Meyer, and he claims to have uh, had the information that 9-11 was going to happen 14 years prior.
0: Oh, hey, so thanks for the heads up, too. motherfucker. Yep, they told him all yeah. about it. Yeah, so now, I, you know, conspiracy, you should be charged with a crime.
3: Well, yeah, that's the thing about all of his, because, yeah, he makes all those... um those he has all those prophecies and all that that yeah. stuff that's going to happen in the future but the playarons told him that he can't even though he has that information he can't release it to the public until after it happens because then people will live in worry oh how convenient right. so it's too bad he knew it was going to happen he just couldn't say anything yes. until it actually mm-hmm. happened it's quite a
1: conundrum he, uh, he got himself into
3: so billy Meyer still alive yes Still making predictions. Still running Fiji. Like, still running,
1: running Fiji.
3: Okay. From what I saw online on that um, Derek Bartholomew's website, is that Billy's son is going to take it over whenever Billy dies. Is the plan? Right. Let's just and hope it, it doesn't go by the
1: wayside
0: because it's a great organization. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You notice there's not a lot of infighting as to who's going to take over when there's not a lot of money involved. <laughs> that's that's like, weird, isn't it? Like with Scientology yeah, and, right. you know.
1: Hmm. I mean, the guy's what, 83 years old? So he's up there.
0: But he might live to be 700, like his. uh <laughs> that's true. You know, he might have like gained that. It's a, it's a good story, Ian that's billy meyer this was a fun one i hope people weren't looking for a serious episode today cause <laughs> god damn we took some pisses <laughs>
2: that's
0: funny all right ian you got any
3: final thoughts on billy meyer i know you've been looking forward to roasting this guy for a while yeah i mean it's a funny story you know it's funny to go through all his bullshit but and we've talked about these kind of people before this he's the problem with uh with the ufo stuff he ruins the fun for everybody because he just makes it into a big laughing joke and
0: that's true like for someone you know. you know for people who well even like you ian that take this this community seriously and really get into this stuff you know and, pe- and then people mock you and then someone like this comes around and you're like motherfucker you just set us back like 50 years yeah because people will point to this guy and right you can't defend that and
3: exactly yeah Yeah, I don't don't love it. The late, great uh, Stanton Friedman was not a fan of Billy Meyer at all. And if Stanton Friedman's not a fan, Ian's not a fan. That is correct.
2: Motherfuckers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dave, you got any final thoughts on this one? You want to get any last punches in on priests, Catholicism, religion, God, good, decent human people, human beings everywhere?
1: I would say this is uh, quite preposterous, this whole story. But I will add. Oh, that, I
0: wasn't asking if you guys believe in this shit because we all know where we stand on this. I will
1: add, there's probably a thousand televangelists on TV right now in this country doing the same thing, and people are sending them money. So,
0: have you seen the ones that, <laughs> that, that they can blow away the COVID nineteen?
1: <sighs> I, I just, I can't. People just are writing on checks. all over you. you. Yeah, yeah right. Right. you literally just blew COVID
0: nineteen on like 50 people in the front row. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm with you guys. This was this was fun to talk about. It's a good, crazy, weird story. I hope people were just looking for like a drunk shit show tonight. Nobody got that's killed about what it was. Nobody it was died. Nice. Nobody died. Nobody got abducted. Except no one got Spoth. probed. Swoath died. He passed away after seven hundred years. That's a long time. The only thing we lost tonight was an, half an arm that's in the true. amputation. Yeah,
3: Billy lost an arm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there was no pedo- There was no actual pedophilia that we were right. aware of. There was no deaths. There was no murder. No rape. No goriness. No abductions.
2: Mm-mm.
0: This was like a, the most wholesome episode we've ever done, it's I It's pretty think. good. I did think of one final question, though. Why didn't the aliens give Billy a heads
1: up to put his arm back in the car? Yeah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I know I'm mixing two shows. Eh, That's all
1: right. It works. <laughs> like if they give him all this uh, prophecies. Put your, put your arm in the car on this day and time, pal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
3: ask dropped the ball on that one yeah right
0: unless he's probably blowing him in the back seat okay all right we got some patreon shout outs got a bunch of new patrons i think i say that every week but proud of it thank you very much to new patrons jessica thompson joanna joanna fulton michael Sherriman, casey fatal grace austin hicks maria childers Lachlan rusin Emily Miller, Mace, Vanessa Valdivia, Joshua Kirkpatrick, Abby Cole, Summer Wittenberg-Gribble, John OTX87, Michael Glass, and Mike's Man Bun. Thank you guys very much. If you are interested, we are at patreon.com slash Necronomapod. And then again, just a reminder to the patrons. I know we did the news show last week. We owe you two more bonus shows this month. You will get them, but they're probably going to come out later this month and at odd times. So just keep a lookout, but you will get your three three bonus shows this month. And I think they're going to be pretty damn good. So thank you guys very much. Patreon.com slash Necronomapod. Ian, what do you got for us?
3: For iTunes, I have one for Pink Pelican 5000, Sash 7809, Running Crime Junkie, and one for Viking Rogue. Thank you for the awesome reviews.
0: Perfect. Dave, you got anything uh, else no, uh, for Nothing. Us? Nothing at all. Nothing. He's done. That's it. Hashtag over it. We are at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at Necronomapod. Uh, give us a follow. Give us a shout out. Uh, just say what's up, whatever you guys want to do. Um, we appreciate you guys listening each and every week thank you uh for getting us over a million downloads over a hundred episodes who the fuck would have thought that just three drunks sitting in a basement would uh make it this far so we really appreciate you guys listening thank you so much for uh giving us a reason to get drunk every week appreciate it absolutely all right you guys ready for a cooldown beer cheers